0: Well, our moms think we're funny. <laughs> okay, recording. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs>
1: so Turk and Generic are having a bit of a conversation, <laughs> we decided to capture it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, apologize for the abrupt stop of the last episode, or future episode. <laughs> Don't really know how this is gonna yeah, play out. Come but... doesn't
0: always put them in order. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I usually yeah. just edit them in the way I feel like. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it, it could be before or after, but one of those times you're going to see one that's, that we're having a conversation. It's going to be, no, stopping here. We're immediately doing something else, except it's the same thing. Yeah. That's what this is. This is immediately something else, the same thing.
0: So, so I want to hear what it was about Armageddon that you disliked so much that you were like, it's such a bad movie. It's horrible. Let me tell you again. You're wrong. But <laughs> no, no, I am
1: not. I am not. All right, let's hear it, man. Let's hear it. Oh, okay. So the entire idea that they're going to drill a hole in this asteroid to blow it into pieces. Okay. First of all, pointless. Because all you've done at this stage is made one gigantic rock a bunch of little ones. Yes. And they're going to still hit the earth. And eviscerate all life.
0: The idea is one that when you split it down the middle, it was going to it was going to diverge the path, so it was going to go around the uh, bypass the Earth, uh-huh, right?
1: Uh-huh. And the
0: little ones were going to burn up on reentry. Okay, which or or entry, not re-entry, because they haven't actually entered the Earth yet. Right, right. right. Which is what most things do. That's what they did. Were, we're going to do to the the space the international space station. Yeah, like, oh, they're just going to
1: drag it down, let it burn up. Yep. I I get that. Okay, I get that. However, first of all, <laughs> if you're really talking about, like, the time frame that they had mm-hmm. before, th- and the size of this com- this comet, asteroid, whatever. Size of Texas. Yeah. 17 days. Okay. <laughs> they would have known about that way beforehand. Excuse me. Uh, a so
0: Butterfingers? Yeah. Played Lobo in the paramilitary special. Oh,
1: shit. That's why he looked familiar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Please go on. Go okay. on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So, they'd know way before then. You don't get 17 days of warning for an asteroid that big. let Towards Earth. Okay, so first Space off. Space is big. Rocks are sl- They're fast,
0: but it's big. First off, Harold is the one that discovered it and nobody else did. He uh-huh. named it Dottie after his wife. No one else. And then when they so said, so so we didn't <laughs> see this thing coming. And he said, our program allows us to cover like to watch like 2% of the sky begging your pardon. It's a big ass sky. <laughs> that's
1: baloney. <laughs> it is a big ass sky. <laughs> it is a big ass sky. Sure. It's a big ass sky. Oh, but but there is so much in the in the stellar orbits and whatnot uh-huh. that's gonna divert anything heading directly towards us in such a fashion.
0: Okay, so let me ask like, you a question. Yeah. We have the Hubble telescope, uh-huh. Which is pointing in a particular direction. Sure. Right? And then we have to like Send something out there to like repair it because like it like a broken like mirror or something like that. Or someone left the film on the lens or I'm something. I'm sure
1: that probably <laughs> happened.
0: Wait, didn't that happen on something? something no, it like did.
1: It, it, I know they what you, left yeah. Film. Okay. So. Yeah. They like left a cover on or something stupid, <laughs> yeah. like billions of dollars of government money, <laughs> but no, no.
0: <laughs> now, can we see the surface of the moon from any of the telescopes
1: that we have on the planet earth? Can we see the surface of the moon? Yes. I mean, ish. You're still looking through an atmosphere. There's still, like, interference. But, so,
0: what I'm saying is that there's nothing we have that we can actually look and see. So, like, the rovers and stuff that we left up there, the flag and all that, we can't see any of that stuff.
1: I thought you very much could see the flag from Earth. Nope. Like, I'm I sure thought that was a thing. I, you I can't.
0: Think... you cannot see the surface of the moon from Earth. So, if I can't see the surface of the moon from Earth... Tell me, what do I have that I can see an asteroid from Earth far enough in advance is what you're saying to be able to see, be able to notice it. And the Hubble, which is out there, which we have to point a particular direction, right? That
1: we've actually never aimed at the surface of the moon, by the way, (laughs) which is, you know, but. Well, it's meant for searching deep space. It's like that I actually learned about the James Webb telescope. Okay. Cause they, cause they've talked about how, like, if you tried to, like, look at Jupiter or something like that with the James Webb telescope, you can't see it. It cannot focus on close objects. Okay. Because that's not what it was designed to do. So I, it's same same kind of idea with Hubble. Like, you can't do, you can't look at the moon with Hubble because it's going to be massively out of focus.
0: But, but if we're, if we're, so let's say we have, we have these astronomers, right? That, We have astronomers that Mike Tyson hasn't killed yet. Okay, let's wanna put that out there. Mike Tyson has not killed yet. The few. Yeah. (laughs) That
1: that what are they looking at though? Are they just looking all around space? Cause I mean, kinda, yeah. They they're not just like looking with their eyes. You understand that, right? There's not like a bunch of scientists that have telescopes that look up and go, uh and just like go down like they're looking, like they're reading from a dot matrix printer, you know, <laughs> line by line. That's not how it works. Okay, well I know they that send now. Okay. signal out, right? The signal bounces off things and returns, and when they get pings, they see, you know, radar-esque or whatever. It's much more complicated than that. But, but- were we doing <laughs> were we doing that like 30
0: years ago? Well, not 30 years, so it'd be like 25 years ago. I mean yeah. Like, sending sending signals out and and, and we've then, been
1: sending signals out since the
0: '40s, right? But I'm saying, but did we have the technology to where it's like, okay, when that signal comes back, we don't have to manually like adjust uh, that it was going to be, it was okay. We can track this and now. It's going to send signal back, and then the, the the telescope is going to turn itself. I don't
1: think so. Well, okay, fair enough. So point one was that we would have known about it beforehand. But you don't like that point because of the time, <laughs> and I can relent on that. Okay. Okay. What I will not relent on, however, is the digging a hole in the asteroid to <laughs> blow it into two pieces.
0: Okay. Why like, is that a
1: problem? Why is that a problem? Because th- there's literally no way to know what it's made of. Right. True. So you're gonna spend billions of dollars and get up there and find out that it's made of solid steel. Like Which they we interest. literally don't know. What asteroids are made of. Okay. But they address that.
0: So when they are, when they are, and I'm not even going to go off the extended edition of the movie.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. okay.
0: Because I actually do have, and most people probably don't even know that there is a criterion collection release or was (laughs) of Armageddon.
1: Two discs. I I was not two discs. (laughs) Yes. Man. And there, there's
0: actually a version of the movie that is like a half hour, 45 minutes, like longer. Because it talks it, so but I'm not gonna go into that. But it go it actually has a longer scene from the time that they take off and go into space to when they meet up with the space station. There's like a whole like bunch of shit that happens in between there. In the movie it's like they go into space and like, oh now we're at the station. I'm like, no, there's a bunch of stuff that happens before that. Okay. So but I'm not even gonna talk about any of that because if no nope, I'm not gonna use that as a reference for most people don't even know, about okay. <laughs> okay, but, okay. But they talk about how when they were when they found the asteroid and they were looking at these you know, did like a uh was it that radar, but like uh, seismic or whatever, like a uh, x-ray, like readings on, they were like, this, are, this is the softest part of the rock. You even say that, like, you know, this is the softest part of the rock. So this is where we're going to have you drill because we believe this is what you can drill through. When they land on Dottie, right. And then rock hound says, Hey, like, you know, Captain America blew the landing by 26 miles. He goes, we were supposed to land on, on, uh, Like, uh, lateral, see, lateral grid nine, like, we're supposed to land on grid eight because thermographics indicated grid nine was compressed iron ferrite. They get out there and they look and he starts chipping away and stuff and he's like, iron ferrite, iron ferrite. This is why we weren't supposed to land here. We're supposed to land there because we thought this was going to be too dense and we should have been over there, but we, we can't get over there now because it's too far away. So they didn't know exactly what it was made of, but they knew that this part should be softer because Mm -hmm. of them, like, you know, doing like x-ray and whatever and say, we know what it is. We know this should be soft enough. Based on the, you know the readings or whatever that you can drill through it. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I've seen the movie a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Obviously.
1: But so here's the here's the issue I have with that. Of course, is okay. that we have based the entire the entire idea of mm-hmm. this of this rock the size of Texas. Yes. We're sending people up to drill a hole in it, mm-hmm. to blow it in half. They had no idea at that stage that if they got up there, it was going to be made of solid steel. They did or- not. So, with that unknown, would the... Like, honestly, are you going to hinge every, like, bit of the plan on humanity's survival on... That w- that possibility that could just be blown like immediately, like when you get up there, you find out it's made of something that's impossible to drill through. So yes and no. Because, yes and no. Okay, because
0: you don't have another plan.
1: Okay, you keep thinking of plans. Then, like you're talking about, like astrophysicists, smartest people on the planet, mm-hmm. right? I feel like, in reality, if they sat down at a table and were like, this is what we should do, almost every astrophysicist in that room would say, that is the stupidest plan ever. <laughs> there are too many variables we can't account for. We need a different plan. Okay. And, and they
0: don't go into that, but there could have been another plan that's in the works, a backup plan. Okay. But what would that have been,
1: though? Diverting it. Diverting it. Diverting which how? is is actually something happening very soon. Probably after this actually airs. Okay, so. Or probably before this actually airs. But on the 26th of September, there is a actual mission to try and divert an asteroid Just proof of concept, see if they can do it. How, though? They are blowing up a... They're sending a nuke, basically, to an asteroid. And it's super complicated. It's not as simple as just... We're going to blow up the nuke, but Mm -hmm. they, but the whole stick is like, if we can, there, there's two asteroids up near the asteroid belt. Mm -hmm. One of them's orbiting the other one currently. Okay. Okay. What their test is, is they're trying to change the orbital rotation of it or whatever. They're just trying to prove that they can, can eject a force that'll change the direction of, or change by a fraction the Mm -hmm. asteroid. Okay. And the thing about space being so big as it is, even 17 days away, if you divert it by one degree, by 0.5 of a degree, it will miss us by millions of miles, right? Okay. That is the direction that's logical to go. You don't try to blow it up. You just try to nudge it ever so slightly. So this thing that's going to happen in two days. Yes. Is they're going to set a nuke off in a... a I don't... I don't know exactly if it's a nuke. Okay. Full full disclosure. Okay. I don't know the exact parts of it, but it is something happening in two days.
0: But they're going to try to use something that is going to divert... In a strategic location, it's going to give it like a little bit of a push. It's going to push it in a different direction. Correct.
1: Okay. I think what the, what the plan was is like the orbital rotation of this asteroid around the bigger one is 12 hours. And they're trying to knock it back by 15 minutes to make it go 11 hours and 45 minutes instead. All right. Just enough to prove that they can nudge it just enough if a big rock starts heading towards Earth. So they send...
0: They 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 send like Harry Stamper and his crew, and then like oh know, no this is unmanned. No no I'm I'm saying again. Okay. In, in, oh okay. So okay. They, <laughs> they, send, they send Harry Stamper and his crew up there and, along with like like uh Watts and Sharp and everybody else. Okay. Uh huh. And they get them up there, and they realize they can't drill through it, and they've got the nuke right, mm-hmm. and then they just set the nuke off. It's pretty
1: much the exact same plan you just said, right? I mean, kind of, except in the movie, they're like, that'll never work.
0: Right, but, again, if you're saying, like, okay, oh, hey, by the way, we got all these astrophysicists here, and they're like, if you can't drill, because they some of these guys think that's stupid, just put it on the surface of the thing and blow it up, what the hell do you have to lose anyway? Yeah. So, it, just, it was still a viable plan, one way or the other. If you can't drill through it to blow it in half, you can still just set the nuke off on the
1: surface and just see what's going to happen, because we don't have any other ideas. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but there's but there's like actual physics behind that idea. Like diverting it, changing orbital paths, things of that. There's like physics behind it. But if they could have if they could have split it, same thing, all right? Not exactly because splitting it, you still have no idea how it's going to split. Like even in the movie, like they they drill into a place that isn't where they were originally planning on drilling. Like, you don't know if when it splits, it's just gonna blow a chunk off and the uh, main chunk's gonna keep heading right in the same direction. It shouldn't because
0: you're talking about the explosion's gonna go, uh, gonna go from inside out. So it's gonna
1: push everything away from the outside. So it's gonna, should push both halves of it if it splits apart. It'll push them apart, but you don't know that it's gonna happen at exactly the same the same uh, force on all sides. Why wouldn't it? Well, because like you're imagining, if you drill it into the exact dead center mm-hmm. of the asteroid, right? Yes. Well, they would need to be pretty damn precise to get the exact dead center of that asteroid. Then you they had to drill. And, and they, they already were like miles off from their course, twenty-six miles off from their course. So presumably, it wasn't in the direct center. Now, you could say in the, you know. Is that me? Yeah. Hang on. I'll forget that in a minute. Okay. Um, now, you could say, like, that it's the center of it, but it's going to be off-center on one of the other accesses. Okay. Okay? Like, that's pr- like getting it dead perfect center is basically impossible.
0: So, if we're looking at this thing, right, and, like, we're not looking at it as, like, a ball because, you know, it's space, so it's just going to be some weird shape. Uh-huh. And they even talked about how it then started to like it started to tumble and on a different axis than what they originally planned. So it's some kind of odd shape, but you know that it does have a center point. So no matter what part you on that you are on it, right? Um, that from like from where they are, so they're in a particular grid on that thing.
1: Mm-hmm. That
0: the center of it, whereas where they've calculated it um, is going to be eight hundred feet we wanted to be on this part right here because that was going to be softest and this was going to be hard to drill through. But we still know that in order to get to the center, we have to go 800 feet, which is what they do. But you still put the bomb in the center, in the location. They're just off a little bit from where they wanted to be just because of
1: the density of it. And do you, how do they know they're drilling at exactly the 90 degree angle that they need to be drilling at to hit that? Uh, I'm assuming a- especially measure- knowing that it's an in, in oddly shaped object. Yes. So... Well, it's if it's, out, it's sitting out. on one rock, that's raising it up one inch, eight eight meters da- or eight hundred meters down is going to be a hundred meters off of the center or whatever. Because you're because you're on the flattest part of the rock, though. Theoretically, the- okay, theoretically, but not glass smooth.
0: So, so <laughs> even, even still, even if it, if, it, if it if it just breaks off like a big chunk of a sliver, because not exact. That still should, it's still going to create enough, so the force is going to push the sliver further out than, uh-huh. the, than the larger part of it, but it's still going to push the larger part away. Plus, when we're talking about that, right, we're talking about the bigger part plus the larger part, that only matters on Earth. Because we have gravity.
1: Uh-huh. So
0: out there, it doesn't matter whether it's a bigger part or a larger part, because it has no weight in
1: space. So it's going to then still push them both equal distance apart. Yeah, but they still have mass. And mass is going to have a different effect depending on how much force is applied to it. But you say, so even if you if- have, if you have more mass on one side than on the other side and apply the same amount of force to both, this one is going to push further than this one. But I only have to move it just to what you said, like a, like a, like a meter or like a millimeter. A, like, I mean, that's when we're talking about getting it way before the, the eight hours or whatever it was in the movie before the strike. <laughs> Zero barrier. Like, yeah, when you hit there, there's like nothing you can do. But including break it into two pieces and just have two <laughs> extinction events. <laughs> okay, so I think we can agree
0: that, that even, <laughs> even if they didn't split it in perfectly in half, right? That if they, if they did split it though, there's still a good chance that both halves could miss. There, it's possible, yes. If they split it perfectly in half, right, then still a good chance that both halves to miss. So.
1: Yes, but, and this is much more important. Okay. Okay. You wouldn't just crack it in half. If you did that, you would crack it into many, 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 many pieces. Right. And, but predominantly probably two
0: large chunks or larger chunks or four
1: larger chunks or five. Yeah. I mean, but
0: but they still push apart in a way that's going to push them out of the harm's way. Cause zero berry isn't a line of sand. It's a, it's, it's a, a, a dome around the earth. So. You know, so like as long as any of the chunks are like you know, as long as it exp- explodes before this, any of the chunks that push
1: out should then go around or bypass it. Not all of them. It's still going to be a cone of rocks coming towards. Mm-hmm. Us. It's a shotgun blast, which should
0: should still you know blow up. A, I mean, should still a lot of them would be would be uh, vaporized. Not all of them, as we clearly see what, what happened to France. Yes. France.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if you've got chunks the size of a basketball, sure, they're burning up on reentry. But if you've got chunks the size of a Volkswagen, they're going to make it through. Actually, the they, uh,
0: they did make it through
1: because that's what hit New York. Okay. Once. <laughs> one. <laughs> what I'm saying is if that plan actually happened, if it went that way, there would have been the one in New York and literally half of the planet. Okay. It's still not Sokovia, though. <laughs> it's not Sokovia. So, <laughs> so it's not the, the size f- of Sokovia, so... <laughs> so as long as I don't live
0: in New York or France, I'm okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just being a podunk in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... Uh. So
0: still viable. <laughs> but... But what what else... Now, they don't talk about this in the movie, so I'm not going to harp on this, but what else do you have? Like, what other plans do you
1: have? I mean... Again, you've got to look at just diverting it. Like, that is... And, I mean, maybe that's not the only thing you can do. Just feel like breaking it up is the worst thing you can do. (laughs) That's, (laughs) like, what's gonna... It's gonna turn... I mean, granted, if it's the size of Sokobia, the size of Texas, you know, when it's crashing, yeah, that's pretty much it for everybody. And... You might think to yourself, "Well, that's not the way I want to go. I want to go this other way that involves pepper bombing the entire one half of the planet. Like <laughs> that would be a better way because <laughs> at least maybe half the planet will survive. Maybe, <laughs> but all you have to do is just make sure
0: that that you're on the side of the planet that doesn't face the asteroid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like, then just need like like two tickets to Argentina right now. <laughs> okay, so. Couple things that you may not be aware of. One, did you know about a movie from like the late seventies that's, that starred, um, <laughs> uh, Sean Connery and, um, Natalie Wood called, I think it's actually called like Meteor or Astro Astero- is this Meteor? Okay. And it's, it's almost the exact plot of Armageddon down to instead of sending like drillers to the meteor, they send, <laughs> they combine with with uh russia to send a bunch of nukes to it so they combine all these nuclear weapons in the nice and they send them all there and it hits the asteroid and doesn't do shit
1: (laughs) (laughs) well see that's the thing like when like a lot of those ideas come with you know just punch it as hard as you can to destroy it right and it's and like and i mean they were talking about it like i said in that um that thing i was watching about the The test they're about to do. We're like, we don't have to destroy an asteroid coming to us. We literally just have to, like, barely nudge it to the side. Right. So he's like, you don't, like, smack it face forward. You hit it from the side. You divert it just a little bit. You calculate, you know, which direction is the best direction to nudge it in. And you, boop. You know, know, just a little boop with a a (laughs) nuclear bomb, but... (laughs) And I mean, that's all you have to do. I mean, we're like a tiny ball in a vast sea, and and you talk, you're talking
0: you're not just talking like uh, like ten or twenty miles. You're talking about thousands of miles.
1: Oh so, yeah. Oh well, way past that. I mean, yeah, tens so, of like hundreds of thousands of miles away.
0: So just that little nudge, you know, over the time it's going to take to get there, over the, how many vast space miles, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a huge arc,
1: you know. Right.
0: Doesn't right. look as big as, as, it uh, doesn't seem as big when they tell it to you, but it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the whole thing. Like, would you get, rather get paid like, you know, like, uh, like a penny compounded every day or like, you know, like $20 a week, but like, I'll take the penny compounded every day. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, cause in,
1: cause in two weeks, I'll be making a thousand dollars a day or right. whatever. <laughs> right. Stupid amount of compound state.
0: So, and I have to look it up because, and it may even be on the second, second criterion disc. But at the time that movie came out, NASA had said that in the event of an asteroid coming to them like that, that this is the exact plan that they would use. Wow. They 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 now say they now say that, oh no, no, we watch Armageddon, show it to people to show them just how you know how fake it is and how Mm -hmm. like and ask them to point out how many mistakes there are. But here's the other part of that: NASA back when in this heyday. It's its own, like, organization. Mm-hmm. You can't just use NASA for anything. You have to get their permission. Right. To use right. any, to use their name, to use their logo, anything. Right. Yeah. Armageddon uses NASA's logo. They use their name. They filmed at Cape Canaveral. Uh
1: huh. Even
0: movies like Space Cowboys and like the astronaut farmer, they did not get permission from them because they would look at the script and be like, no, sorry, this is not how we would do this. We're denying you permission. But they gave Armageddon permission not only to use their name, use their logo and all that stuff, but to actually film
1: at Cape Canaveral. Okay. That gives the movie a little bit of credibility. I don't think that's the greatest bar to set though. <laughs> like, honestly. Because NASA's definitely given their name to other projects that were not exactly up to snuff. <laughs> True. But the fact that they, that they guarded a little bit to say like,
0: okay, and maybe they made it toss them a little bit extra money, or whatever, you know. I mean, but they, it's not like they had a lot of competition back then. You'd have, like, Jeff Bezos and shit, like, flying into space every other week because they want to keep their milk cold or whatever the <laughs> fuck they're doing. Like, I mean, so, I mean, it could be they greased a couple palms or whatever, you I know. think
1: it almost definitely is that was part of it. But. But, yeah. I don't know. I just find the movie wholly unbelievable and <laughs> let the other part of it that just bugs the crap out of me is they're just they're just oil rig operators and they're just like yep we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna send them all to space like a whole mess of them mm-hmm. like okay so come on
0: everybody brings that up including ben affleck right yeah as much as i love benny boy like i gotta shut him down here because <laughs> all right when Harry shows up and everything, and he's like, "Hey, we this is the drill the the drill that we're that we're gonna send these astronauts up and blah blah blah." And he's like, "You may recognize the design." He goes, "I should. It's my design. What'd you do? Like, you know, steal a key to patent office?" Like, basically, yeah. And so he tells him, "Like, this is what you guys did all wrong with this." And he says, "Well, he's like, we have these guys training, you know, on this thing because they got to go up there. These astronauts go up there. He's like, you haven't played like, you know, like all day. He's like, well, mostly." And he's like, "Well." No, that doesn't work. When they get up there, right, his crew is made up of not just like a bunch of, you know, like laborers and stuff, but he's got. I know. I know he had the astronauts and stuff that went. But, but he's got his he's got Rockhound, who's a geologist. He had Chick. He always people whose job is more than just, you know, m- just a pipe fitting. The astronauts he sent up there, they're not geologists. Only thing they were teaching him to do was how to work the rig. So they had no idea what to do if they encountered something, like compressed iron ferrite, what to do. Like, how do you handle that? These guys already know that. They don't need to know how to fly the spaceship. That's what the astronauts are going to do. All they had to know was how to walk in zero gravity and work the rig. Mm -hmm. It's easier and faster to train them how to do that than it was to train astronauts all the shit they had to know about how to drill and what to do in eventuality and teach them all about like
1: geology and shit. Yeah, but you don't put them on the ship. You put them on the ground. You put them on the ground in in the room where, oh, we've hit this. Oh, okay, this is what you do.
0: I, no no, because if 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 I'm not up there, I can't look at the metallurgy and see like, what am I looking at?
1: What is that? You've got oh, to relay all that shit back to me.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's you why you, you need relay to be it you need back to, to me. be up there that way you can be it firsthand in case especially if you may encounter some kind of communication problems like they did <laughs> <laughs> and they had to bounce the signal off a mill like a Russian Mill satellite in order to get over there. Because they lost, they lost communication. So you need to be up there. Plus, who gives a shit? And I'm not, I'm not trying to be me, but who gives a shit about a couple fucking oil riggers who may die if this plan goes south? Because if it goes south, we're all going to die. So you die, what, five hours before the rest of us? Big fucking deal. Right. (laughs) You know, I will write your family a check for a hundred million dollars. Good luck cashing that
1: bitch. (laughs) So, so yeah, you send them up there. So you send them up there with the express of like, you're probably going to die. Maybe. But
0: I mean, but if you don't win, we're all gonna die anyway. So where would you rather die? Here or in a Jaeger? I mean <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's better yeah, for them to but- be up there to know exactly what to do, how to switch the like so when um when the uh the transmission blew out, how to how to fix that up real quick and get that stuff mean that's things that they can do and they're gonna do it without thinking and they don't have to ask anybody because all they have to do is their normal job. And do it while, like, knowing how to walk in space. That's all
1: you have to do. Yeah, but I feel like walking in space is the hard part. (laughs) Like, how is that not the hard part? So, okay. (laughs) The
0: other part about that is they are, but it's just a bunch of, like, they're just a bunch of, of, I don't want to be, I don't want to be dismissive to them, but I mean, they're just a bunch of just, just, work i mean they're just worker bees right i mean like right. we do this thing we, we move pipes we do this we trans.
1: i mean it's a gonna, it's a still a skill it is and it yeah. is a very valuable skill and it's very hard work shit, shit i can't do <laughs> yeah neither could i but they're not going <laughs> to think any more about the job than
0: what they do you get a bunch of astronauts up there and then like the rig doesn't work or they the transmissions like they're going to overthink the hell out of that situation and they're not just going to do it because they're think- they're used to thinking on a much higher level and they're going to take everything and they're going to try to escalate it up to that higher level and they're going to overthink it. I want them to overthink it when they're <laughs> trying to destroy
1: a literal ash.
0: I don't want you to overthink something when all you have to do is just replace a drill head or get a, bre- a broken pipe out of a shaft or replace a transmission. I don't want you
1: to overthink that. Well, I don't know if there's that many ways to overthink that. But the thing is I though, mean- like
0: the people like that because they're so used to being big problems. When small shit goes wrong, they kind of lose it. They break because they're not used to like small, especially when the stakes are really high and something small goes wrong and they're not used to, to dealing with small shit. I mean, that's
1: fair. That's fair. So I, I want
0: worker bees that, that are only going to do just that one thing. I know how to do this one thing. That's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to overthink shit. If the, if the, the, the drill's not drilling through, change the drill head out. You know, the transmission's busted. I'm not going to try to fix it. I'm just going to change it out. But again, that's a job you do from the ground. Like, I got to tell them how to do, do that though. I got, I got to calm these guys down and everything. I need a crew that's going to work and react like that without even without a second nature. Instead of me trying to tell somebody what to do and him like, oh,
1: we're all gonna die. Now, Grockhound does lose it. I'll give you that, right? I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my point is most of them would have lost it. Like, not just one. Like, most of them would have lost it. I mean, if you jumped on that asteroid, you were gonna fly off into space.
0: Why do you gotta bring up Max? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I'm just saying, but. Even still, so even the astronauts, though, if they sent up a bunch of astronauts that they trained, the other part about this, none of those guys have been in space
1: either. Okay, but they've still trained to be there. They're training too. For like, what, what was the training? Like a week, if that? It
0: was days, wasn't it? But they, but when they train astronauts, they don't just train them how to like walk in space. They train them to, like, oh, we're going to teach you how to like repair the part of the space station here in zero G. The, so they're, they're getting a bunch of different types of like zero G training. Uh-huh. These guys don't need.
1: I'm pretty sure they did. No, like, they didn't? Yeah. Why, like, why would you think that just being in zero G is just going to be like, just like here? Well,
0: I'm saying is like, like if uh, for when they were like replacing some kind of like burned out unit on like the, the space station. Right? Uh-huh. So you've got to learn how to like, how to do all that stuff floating in zero G and the time it takes. And it's, it's a whole different, it's different than doing it on Earth. Right there, they don't have to replace anything. They have to just do that one thing, and then they have, they have. Plus, they have a little bit of gravity.
1: Yeah, a little bit. A little bit of gravity. <laughs> it's the size of Texas.
0: Right. A little bit of gravity. A little bit of gravity. Plus, the suits that they were wearing. Right. Those suits also help to for them to be able to move around.
1: Also, the size of Texas, the gravity that a asteroid the size of Texas would give would not be enough to keep somebody down. Would not be enough to drive across. They would have to like bolt down to drill into it. Otherwise, as soon as they turned it on, the drill would just pew shoot off into space. But they have to do that anyway, just to stabilize I, it. Well, yeah, I'm saying like, that sh- that's a little much. Like
0: they show them doing that though. They show them like clamping everything down and like
1: just drilling into thing. Like okay, so yeah, and that seem that seems silly to me too. Like. <laughs> You've got these little itty bitty clamps to hold down the drill. That's got to push through because you don't. Again, you don't cl- have gravity holding the drill to the asteroid. They didn't clamp. They they
0: they um, uh, shit. What's the word? Um, I mean, it's
1: been like a decade and a half since I've seen this movie. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> but no, they, they. I mean, they didn't. They didn't just like clamp them down. They um, I'm sure it's it um, uh, like like you know, uh I, I, my mind is gone, but they, um, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, where they, they like, they like fire, they, they shoot the pins there with the nails or whatever it is, and they, and just, they fucking nailed it down to like the asteroid. So okay. if it unless that whole chunk was going to break off and float away, the drill wasn't
1: going to go anywhere. Right. So, but I mean, the power required for that drill to drill down into, into that asteroid, 800 meters down. With the speed at which they needed to do it, mm-hmm. I'm saying would very easily overpower the the little bolts that they put on there. If they have zero gravity really holding, I mean, negligible gravity holding it to the asteroid. This is just a lot. I mean, I get it. It's entertainment. It's a movie. Now, okay, but it's not, it's not. just
0: this size of text. Like, like is that this fast as if that's enough? It's also that it's it's spinning. Right, so that's that revolution is also helping. This mass
1: of it, the size and the mass plus the rotation is but helping that, to create that gravity. But that that asteroid spinning isn't creating gravity; it's creating centrifugal force off of the rock. Except for if if be, except for you're in the center, then it's actually pushing in the opposite direction, kind of like the hollow Earth theory. Right, but you have to be on the inside pushing against it for that to count. Well, if yeah, you're I mean, standing on the surface and you have a drill on the surface. It's trying to push you off of it. I don't I'm, I'm going to have to give that to you because I don't know that <laughs> much about it. Uh, well, I mean, uh, think about it. If you take something on a string and you spin it around. Well, it's not spinning that fast. Well, no, but I mean, just you can say it's spinning slower, but it's still the same. Like, it's just less force that's trying to throw you off of it. You see what I mean? I'm trying to do the thinking here.
0: No, I'm thinking like so. When you're spinning something like that around, right? Like it, the object is being pushed away from the center, but it's being held in place. But normally, you're it's in a it's in a device that has a barrier around it that's keeping it from going anywhere. But if it's working on its own power, like if it's working on its own power, then whatever it's generating, like so, the 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 force that it's generating is only going to go out so far at certain strength, and it's going to lessen. So it's going to be, it's basically keep its own invisible barrier that is holding that
1: to the outer side. No, the but the barrier is on the surface itself. So whatever is spinning the force inward is the surface, right?
0: So I'm thinking, like you know, when you would take like a uh, take like a bucket and put some water in it, tie string through it, and you and you swing it like that. There was right. no center in that.
1: There, well, there is a center. The center is where you're holding it.
0: But there's not so there's you're not, cr- a, there's not a, a a mass there.
1: Like it's taking my hand is, but my hand is just yeah. like the well, yes, but but if you do that with the water on the inside of the bucket, mm-hmm. you tie your string to the handle and you spin it around, the water stays in the bucket because right. the water's trying to push out. If you do it upside down, where the water is on the outside, you're going to fling water everywhere. Right. So I'm saying the like, astronauts would be the water on the outside bucket. They would be on the outside of the bucket. Right. But the, so the bucket, though, is a barrier. So it keeps the water from going anywhere. But then right. it's
0: also some kind of a, a, an invisible force because of the spinning, right? That lessens, um, once you get so it, the, the, the force of the spin, the speed, is what's going to determine, like, how far out that force goes, as strong it goes. Then after that, it's going
1: to lessen. I don't think that force exists on the outside of it, though. Well,
0: I'm saying, what I'm like saying it's, it's is- pushing out, like, to, like, a certain extent at this, at the, um, at that, that rate that once I go, like, so, let's say, for, say, after, like, past, like, like, now three feet, like, um, uh, circumference. Uh-huh. Beyond that, though, the force lessens to where it wouldn't matter. So, but it's generating from the point of the spin, the rotation outwards, but at the very, the center of the spin, then that force is not being applied because it's actually generating from that point out. So if it's okay. a bigger object, if you're there, you have to be at the dead center, but you have to be at the proverbial center of the spin. So it's almost like a smaller ball of force. And there are things being generated
1: from outside of that, right? I mean, I think I, I think I picture it in the way, but I'm, I'm still like, like if you're on the surface of the asteroid, you are still outside of the circle of that circum of that rotation. You're still standing on the surface. No matter what point you are. So the force inward is the gravity that's holding all the rocks together at whatever the central point of the asteroid is, right? Mm -hmm. The, the surface of the asteroid is where that ends. And that little bit of asteroid that the astronauts like, or the, the astronauts standing on the surface of that thing Mm -hmm. are still have, are basically on the outside of it holding on as it's spinning. And yes, I'm not saying that it's necessarily spinning so fast it's just going to fling them off. Right. But it's an added force that's pushing them away from the surface in addition to the very small amount of gravity. When they start drilling down through that asteroid, when they have to actually drill a hole into that asteroid, they have to apply force to the rock Mm -hmm. to dig through it. But in space, it's going to be... Opposite equal reactions, all of that stuff. So when the drill push is pushing down, it's pushing itself away from the surface of the asteroid with the same amount of force. Right.
0: Because when we're drilling on earth, we
1: have the, we have the added bonus of gravity, which is
0: already trying to pull it down. So exactly. we're drilling down and the gravity is like, Oh, well, here, let me give you a hand.
1: Essentially, yes. They are not going to have that on the asteroid. Don't not, r- not right. at a, Anywhere near the level that we have on Earth. Her her name's Dottie. Dottie. Okay. So, (laughs) so we're not, we're not going to really be able to drill into Dottie with all that force. Honestly, who (laughs) can? Yeah. Dottie's a mean bitch. So, but as it's like, but as that drill's trying to punch through the harder surface, which you've already established in mm -hmm. the movie, it, like, they're going to have to come up with a lot more than just some pins to hold that drill in. If it really is supposed to drill through that rock at 800 meters deep and that amount of time, like we're not, like they don't have two weeks to be up there drilling this. They have to do it fast. So as soon as that drill punches into that, hits that first bit, that thing's just going to skyrocket off. So you think that that the force, the, uh, the,
0: the opposite force from where, from what it's doing is going to, push that and just snap it
1: right off of the rock, the surface no matter yep. how how it's been secured on there. Correct. Because if if you have that just by itself, like if it's not attached at all in any way, shape, or form, and the rock's not spinning, and you poke the rock, you're gonna push the rock away from you and you are gonna move away from the rock. Because those reactions are equal and mm-hmm. opposite. The rock has a lot more mass than you the human being do, so you're gonna push way crap lid farther. Than the rock itself. Like if you were jumping on it, say, the drill's gonna do basically the same thing, just on a higher scale. So, so, so all of that force is basically just gonna be that drill jumping like Iron Man. <laughs> so, by that rationale, then instead of using
0: nukes, what we could do is we could send a basically a a like a, like a like a like a big thumping or pounding device. You send it up there. You clamp it down and secure it as you know however tight, tightly you can. And its job is just it just takes a huge ass like weight or piston and then it just brings it up and slams it down into the rock. Well, okay, I'll, I'll go. go.
1: <laughs> in, in theory. Like, yeah, you could do that, but you would have to have something that, you would have to have something that was a greater mass than the asteroid to actually affect it. Well, I'm saying, but, but if, if, as long
0: as that thing doesn't break off the asteroid and it just keeps doing it, it'll eventually keep hitting it and just pushing it, just needling it a little bit at a time,
1: right? Mm. Not, no, because it would just, it would still be, I don't know how that would work.
0: Because you're saying if the drill is there and it hits it, that force is going to push it back, but it's also hitting it and it's affecting it. Maybe not in a in a way that's noticeable, but, but it
1: is it, affecting it. Right. Yes.
0: So yes. if we could just keep that on there, and this thing just keeps just coming up and just slamming down into it, it's going to have. We're talking about just a little bit. Of, it doesn't have to move a lot, just a little bit, and it just keeps doing it over and over again as long as it doesn't leave the surface of
1: the of the asteroid. Yeah, but I don't know that like anything. Like I don't know of a setup that we could have where it would be enough change to affect anything. Like the the idea of like everybody gathering on one side of the planet and jumping all at the same time. Oh,
0: that would work. Like,
1: it. I mean, yeah, you could do it, but it wouldn't be meaningful in any way. Like it wouldn't. It wouldn't be enough to actually shift the orbit of the Earth. You know, it's kind of the same idea. Like you'd have to have something like, like the size of the Earth to jump against the Earth to actually push it any amount. So you would have to create that thing basically the size of the asteroid, and if you can create something the size of that asteroid and launch it up to the asteroid, you'd probably just slam into it, or you would fly something up that just pushed it out of the way, because you would need to be able to create the, the thrust to move something to the asteroid... With enough force, so if you could do that, why don't you just fire the the engine or whatever that you would use to launch that device, stick it on the asteroid, and just push it a little bit? So, so you're saying that if if
0: there's a an asteroid coming, it's made up of like I don't know, let's say like I, just, I top of my head, just it was just made up of like a bunch of garbage we shot in space a long time ago. Okay, and it's coming towards us. That if we made a big ball of garbage that was equal in size and then just slammed it into that one.
1: <laughs> I I mean If you can throw it with the right amount of force Sure You realize I'm talking about an episode of Futurama, right? I didn't know that <laughs> I Must have missed that one
0: <laughs> when, the, when the big ball of garbage is coming And they're like, what do we do? So we send another ball of garbage up there and they're like, we don't know how to make garbage <laughs> And everybody's like, look at this And I throw it underground. the ground, now it's garbage <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Ugh all right. All right. So I will, I will concede that, uh, that you have some good points and that it may not be the best plan. It has a possibility of winning, but also has a possibility of not doing anything at all. <laughs> but I'll have to say though that given the world that they were in, like they put everything on this plan because no one else had any ideas or at least no one else that they, that, that they listened to had any ideas. So even if they didn't succeed, like, This was better than nothing because they were all going to die anyway.
1: I mean, I'll concede that it's better than nothing. (laughs) But again, more than likely, instead of a big, a giant bullet to the planet, you've created a shotgun buckshot blast on the planet. But Sean
0: Connery did not do any better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. But I personally would never trust Sean Connery with an asteroid mission. I might trust Bruce Willis with one, but I would not trust Sean Connery with one. Oh,
0: no. 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 So, maybe Michael Caine, but I could see Michael Caine, yeah.
1: I I could. As long as he, but he would have to be on the ground. I don't want him in space. He would be on the ground advising everyone, telling them what to do, and then telling them they did it wrong, telling them all the ways they did it wrong, (laughs) berating them endlessly, and then telling them to do it right. And finally, when they get it right, slumps into the chair and puts his hands on his head. (sighs) So, you know, your whole thing about someone on the ground,
0: that worked really well for, like, Apollo 13. Yeah. But had he been up there.
1: Had he been up there, he probably would have died. (laughs) No, he would have saved the day because he told him what to do because he knew what to do. (laughs) Like, 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 Like They had, but in Apollo 13, they had, like. Teams of people coming up with the solutions and he relayed it. No, like he didn't just, he's the one that told him like, this is what you have to do because he
0: was the one that knew. <laughs> because he should have been up there. But they were like, oh, like, who knows what to do? It was like, he does. <laughs> and he's like, he should have been up there. So, so if he was like, this is a place yeah, like, hey, this is Apollo was like, fuck you. I should have been up there. Click. They would <laughs> all die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean- <laughs> all right. Well, I, unfortunately, I have to call it like the draws to a close, uh, because I actually ordered pizza for us to pick up at 1130. Okay. And it's like past 1130. It's, like, yeah, it's because I knew, cause we talked about pizza earlier and I was like, we haven't stopped for food. Um, yeah. so <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, uh,
0: you guys have been going for about 50 minutes. I really just wanted to <laughs> let this thing flow. <laughs> so cause, cause I know how these debates go. <laughs> well, I actually wanted to do, I wanted to do. Like some videos of like, it was movie court.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, like, yeah,
0: that's right. Where it was like, someone gets a movie that they're passionate about and that someone else like hates. And then like, we were like, you'll present your side. Someone will be like a judge. You'll present your side. They'll present their side, like why the movie su- it sucks. And the judge would be like, okay, I'm listening to both sides here. And like, I got to read it. the movie's like good or no, the movie sucks.
1: So that, that's a good idea. Like yeah. fleshed out, you know up like a whole court drama. Yeah. 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 Like, do you want to know the truth? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Someone
0: lived in a world with walls. Those walls have garbage men with guns. Who's going to do it? You! Oh, so- <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, man. I yeah, you it was guys. a lot of fun. That <laughs> was great. That was great. That was exactly what I was hoping for. <laughs> I, I this, hate- this is why I wanted to make a separate file. <laughs> I hate that you weren't able to join us for the other. That the idea that you come over here for, but, yeah, yeah, you know. but that's
1: alright well right. We'll, uh, I'll try and come back again sometime. Absolutely, you know, next month would be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. I don't know what you got going on tomorrow, but you know,
1: uh, afternoon.
0: Free. I'm pretty
1: pretty rock tomorrow. I got to be in Roanoke midday. Oh, yeah, you should
0: check out the Jersey Mike's there. Here's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jersey Mike's. <laughs> it's. I was telling Comey about an episode of American Dad where like. Klaus uh, is trying to find this chick that he talked to um, he called like an 800 number and you find that there's like they're like all over the place and they pinpoint to the like the location she's at which is at a, a, uh, a call center in Roanoke and since the show takes place in Langley, Virginia he and Jeff are going to go there and they're like she's in Roanoke and goes that's where they have the best Jersey Mikes <laughs> So, oh, okay, yes, the best Jersey Mikes, and huh? That's what they <laughs> say. Okay, man. all right. Check that out. Have ever been to the Jersey Mikes in Roanoke? <laughs> I haven't. Me no, neither. Not that I can think of, anyways. I'm always go to Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, Red Robin's really good. It I ate there a, last that week. That's itinerary <laughs> <two. laughs> too. Jersey Mikes, rob a bank. <laughs> yep. yep. Go to Arizona. Go to Arizona, <laughs> and, and then um
1: it's going to be a pretty full afternoon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are we do after that? We go Vatican going out of space. I figure where we're going after that. Was it? Was it just going? Yeah, it was going to the Vatican. Yeah, going to Vatican. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we can we can go up to space. After that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we got time. Well, I mean, there's there's an asteroid coming.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs> Quite a generic. So yeah, we're gonna need to. Uh, we're gonna need to either drill it or poke it from the side with a <laughs> giant, powerful, <laughs> probing, smashing thing. Can't imagine what that would be. <laughs> my mind's just totally drawing a blank on what that would be
0: <laughs> well if anybody actually out there gets to see the uh, Criterion Collection of Armageddon it's got a bunch of features on there including all the concept art for the monster armadillo and things like that the extended edition has some scenes in there with like a uh, Harry Stamper's father um, that he goes to see before he goes into space which adds an additional line to a dialogue for when he says goodbye to Grace right before he like, blows thing up Plus, this guy's scene where Oscar, um, Owen Wilson's character, goes to a church to pray for everybody. And he's like, I just, guys, want you to take care of all my friends and everything because, you know, like I'm going to be fine. I know that, but, you know, I'm worried about them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got a couple of extra scenes in there, which are really cool. Um, but anyway, so thank you very much, Eric, for joining us. Absolutely. This is great. Thank you for having it. me. Definitely come <laughs> back anytime.
1: Yeah. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you very much for a uh, preliminary version of like Movie Court in <laughs> <at laughs> Armageddon. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yes, that's it, man. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I've been a Comey, and, uh, it's been Turk and Generic. <laughs> catch you guys later. Dang, you. yo. Did you, did you All
1: about... right, there, folks. That was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give him a hand.